Let's review Ben Simmons' first playoff campaign. Good job. Well done. Thank well you. Done. Thank you, Phil. <laughs> it's time for your daily dose of sporting agenda. Your audio edition of the Fox Sports homepage. The Splash with your host, Phil Pryor. And that was Olgan Ulich. That's me. With the, uh, the intro before there. Very well done. <laughs> it is... Uh, it is time to review Ben Simmons' first playoff campaign, as you said. Um, You're because, welcome. yeah, Philadelphia are done. They're out. They're out in the second round uh, of the Eastern Conference playoffs. They went down 4-1 to Boston. They got hammered. Um, A what? Yeah, the Celtics are going to meet the Cleveland Cavaliers in the Eastern Conference Finals. Winner playing the winner of Golden State and Houston over in the West. Uh, But we're here to talk about, of course, the biggest and brightest Aussie star uh, in on in sport. Uh, Let's let's say that he's the he's the biggest sports person in Australia from Australia. He's Australia's biggest sports person. Yeah, and anyone that figuratively argues with that doesn't have access to the metadata. Here at Fox Sports. Yeah. Or hasn't listened to The Splash over this entire <laughs> season, which has featured me, Olgan, mm. um, you know, quite prominently. I did do... Not by choice. I did do a Daniel Ricciardo episode the other day, though, and he's pretty big as well. He's the, 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 the driver. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I drive. <laughs> <laughs> did you just compare yourself to Daniel Ricciardo? No, I, I just, I'm just saying I drive a car also. Yeah, that's true. It's not, yeah. it's not difficult. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, I'm going to leave that one there. Uh, look, Ben, I'm going to start with a uh, with a, probably a question that uh, maybe everyone's thinking a little bit. Did Ben Simmons kind of actually suck against Boston this series? This, is, this depends where you're coming from. For us, for, for those of us who've watched him for his entire, I'd say, college career throughout his entire rookie season, this was below average for him. Yeah. He didn't perform at the standard that he has ex- that he expects of himself and that we have come to expect from him. Um, so in that regard, I wouldn't say he sucked, but he didn't perform as well as he perhaps should have, yeah. as well as we know he can. Um, well, because we're just so used to, to reading headlines like Ben Simmons goes nuts, records another triple-double. Mm-hmm. Like, everything has been above expectation. Yeah, and, and that's... That's and a good. That's a that's a blessing and a curse. It's, yeah, it's, because now the expectation is was is meeting uh, where he was sort of uh, consistently hitting output right throughout the regular season. Yeah, and look for, for me, I see it as a good thing. You know, the fact that he averaged sixteen, eight, and eight over the regular season and didn't hit those numbers, uh, you know, over the course of this conference semifinal series, I think that's a good thing that we can come out and say, no, like, Ben, you, if you want to be the superstar on this team, you want to be the leader for this team, you have to be better. Yeah. If you want to lead your team to a win and to wins and to a conference finals, you have to be better than that. And I feel like that's that's the cool shift that's happened in Australian basketball, where we're not just content with of Aaron Baines going and getting 10 rebounds. We're cool with Aaron Baines going and getting 15 and 10 and playing solid defense. That's that's what a good game is now for an Australian. So when Ben Simmons goes and drops 20, 10 and 10, that's a good game for an Australian. If he, yeah. Now, it, when he goes out and has one point, or even if he has 10, 5 and 5, that's not a good game for him. Or hearing, and that's a good thing. Or hearing people say some, stuff like, 
Surely it's time people started actually guarding Joe Ingles. Yeah. <laughs> Look. <laughs> See, and that's and that's what's awesome. Joe Ingles had a lot of games where he had 12 points and a few rebounds, a few assists, and it's like, okay, that, that's fine, Joe. There was once a time where, where he would have that game or someone like him would have that game and we'd go crazy. We'd be like, oh yeah, my like goodness, look at, look at this NBA yeah. star going crazy in, in America. <laughs> now it's to the point where... Where you know, obviously, globalization, the internet, America's not so far away, and we have Australians performing at a really high level, not just for Australians, but for an NBA player, and that's the good shift that I think has happened. I think Ben's helped that a lot. Yeah, for sure. Um, there we were, went a little the, tangent there. We did. Yeah. Uh, that there does there did seem to be quite a number of times in this series against the Celtics where. Ben Simmons was sitting on the bench when he probably when we wouldn't expect him to be sitting on the bench. What happened there? You know, TJ McConnell is a big reason why that happened. He's just he backup point guard. Backup for point the guard. He in game three he was inserted into the no game four he was inserted into the starting lineup over Rob Covington. Yeah. Um and it's just he's just this feisty um Point guard. It's it's annoying using the word, words like feisty and hard worker and stuff because that's just the deli like. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's the it's the they're the kind of terms you throw at any kind of smaller white point guard. That's just the reality. Yeah, they're the words that they're the yeah. words that those people kind of those kind of people get. Yeah. Um, but no, he was he's just a skilled point guard. He works hard on both ends. He's a really aggressive kind of rugged defender. Um, and that was really what the the Sixers needed, and that's what lifted them, and that's kind of what gave him that gave them that burst. And was that like maybe a little bit of kryptonite? against uh, the flawless coaching dis- display of Brad Stevens? Yeah, uh, Something yeah. that the Brad Stevens can't coach against, necessarily? Yeah, it's it's the intangibles that are really difficult yeah. to actually game that plan against. That was the word I was looking for. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Um, and, uh, of course, I wouldn't say Brad Stevens' coaching performance was flawless, but it was... Oh, as, I would. It was, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was as good as you'll see from, from a coach who doesn't have his two best players. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know... For a team like the Celtics and someone like Brad Stevens, who probably planned a lot for Ben Simmons and, and really did a good job of containing him and stifling him, TJ McConnell coming in, someone who they probably didn't plan for, someone who brings those intangibles and, and mm. just gets it on both ends of the floor, is it's, it's, it's really hard to guard. And um, you know That's why Ben Simmons wasn't on the floor as much, because TJ McConnell was the more effective player. Yeah. And you saw that in the plus minuses. The Sixers just... It, it, I hate to say it because we're the Australians and whatnot, but they just were a more effective, better team when TJ McConnell was on the floor as opposed to Ben. Is that a a concern moving forward? No. I think a lot of people are overreacting to the fact that the Celtics did a really good job on Ben Simmons, and I think that's just all it was. They did a good job on him. Yeah, He'll learn to grow. There were the moments today that you saw. He played really well. He found his spots. Um, I think that's just growing. We have to remember, he's a rookie. Yeah, he's yeah. 21, he's a rookie. He doesn't have his full skill set yet. Yeah. We we have to wait and see to see whether this actually does have an effect on him. I don't imagine it would. So, it's kind of, it's fair to say that in the end, the moment did get to him, which is f- acceptable, but it did, perhaps? You know, there was, I think in game two, the moment definitely did get to him. He was visibly kind of... Um, confronted with that with the defense that they're throwing at him and the fact that he only took four shots is kind of evidence of that mm. if he if he took 15 shots and, and missed most of them that's just that's what happens people miss shots the fact that he didn't take shots in that game showed that he was the, the moment kind of got to him mm. but I, I really think he did bounce back in a good way so that game three he bounced back really well in game four i think he took 16 shots which is the most he, he had taken in the series so the fact that he was willing to take those shots and he was aggressive 
because he had the intent to be aggressive, not just because he felt like he had to or because he was a rookie rushing things. Um, I think he was aggressive for the right reason. So I think he had that moment, that rookie moment, but I think he grew from it. Um, with, with regard to him not playing as well as expected, I think that's just the nature of the matchup that really didn't work for him. So what are you hoping Ben Simmons uh, goes and addresses uh, this off-season when he ha- has a chance to develop as a player? Does he, does he go and try and develop a shot, uh, a three-point shot? Uh, what's, what's sort of the next step for him? So I don't imagine he'll ever develop, or at least anytime <laughs> soon. <laughs> it sounds mean, no, but the the pull up jumper, or sorry, the, the spot up jumper. So basically, just, yeah, just shooting, shooting, shooting. Well, no, so shooting off the catch is something I don't imagine he'll okay. he'll ever do anytime soon. It's just not his game. The pull up jumper is something I think he'll continue to work on. Um, you know, it's his jumper's not broken as much as if you watch him in person. Um, you know, I watched him once from underneath the basket and just his elbows way out there. And look, that's just the way he shoots. The shot's not broken. Um, but I imagine he'll work on that pull up jumper from mid range a little bit more. Um, maybe learning to find his spots in that area as well. I think that's, that's a big thing because, you know, watching this series and watching throughout the season, it looked like he just shot it when he was able to. He wasn't really kind of intending to go to a spot and pull up from it, anything like that. So I think that's a big thing that he can work on. And if he gets that down pat, I think that that's something that could really go against this Celtics defense that, that stifled him a lot because they really packed the paint and stopped him in transition. That's where he excels. Yeah. So if he can develop that, that other part of his game, that yeah, could really yeah. open up things for himself and for everyone else. Why is, a, um, is developing a shot off, off the pass uh, maybe not attainable at, uh, next? I think a lot of it is to do with the nature of the way... He plays. He's a he's a slasher. He likes to get on the rim. He's a pass first guy. If you if you like, we've been in a situation where we watched every single Ben Simmons game. We live blog them, so we cover them really, kind of um, intensely. He was never in a position to do that to to shoot spot up jumpers. Yeah. He, he he never even considered shooting them. Um, so I just don't think that's part of his game. I don't think it ever is. If because he's the, the one handling the ball more often than not. He's always got the ball in his hands. He's always yeah. on the move as well, which is a big thing. Yeah. Um, I think the closest we'll get to that, and I don't know if we'll see it next season or the season after that or the season after that, is what we saw Aaron Baines doing as far as being the the role man in the, or being the pop man in the pick-and-pop situations and, and spotting up in the corner. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if we see Ben Simmons ending up as that person yeah. who can maybe hit that corner three from time to time. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I was... I was Good transition. I was going to move on to Aaron Baines. So, uh, uh, he uh, he drained a, a big three from the corner uh, today. Uh, how did he go? And and how has uh, how has his sort of entire playoff series looked so far? He's been really really solid. You know, he's been the primary defender on Joel Embiid, and he did a really good job job on him, especially at the end of Game Five. At the end of today's game, it was. Um, you know, he really locked him down. You know, some could say that he that Baines fouled and beat at the end of that game. I'd probably say that's the case, but it's the playoffs. This is it's the way yeah. it works. Um, but no, he's been really solid, and you know, he entered the postseason as the leader in defensive rating in the entire league for the best defensive team in the entire league. So we knew what he could do. Mm. Someone like him being in the paint just stops Ben Simmons from. Well, it doesn't stop him, but it really slows Ben Simmons down a lot. Um, and that's something I think he can take over, carry over to the conference finals against LeBron, against a bunch of those slashes as well. Okay. Um, and then Baines is shooting. He made seven three-pointers this series, which doesn't sound like a lot, uh, but he shot it at a high percentage, and yeah, it, yeah. it just brings Joel Embiid out of... That, that brought Joel Embiid out of the paint. <laughs> so when you bring Joel out of the paint, 
you have this wide open lane. It opens it opens things up for everyone else. So that was a really sneaky uh, tool for him. Yeah. And I, I imagine he could do that against uh, the Cavs as well, where if Tristan Thompson's in the game, you can bring him out and, you know, you don't have that big, brawly 6'10 guy in there to, to swallow the boards. Instead, he's out guarding Aaron Baines on the perimeter, who has shown that he can hit that shot, you know, on occasion. Yeah. So off the top of my head, no more Exum, uh, no more Ingles, no more Simmons. Baines, the last remaining Aussie in the playoffs? Correct. Ben Simmons yeah. is gone. We obviously lost... Um, to Jazz. The two ja- Jazz. Jazz went down 4-1 to Houston. Yep, we lost the uh, the Milwaukee Bucks Australians. Matthew Delvedova, yep. Thunmaker. Yeah. Um, that was a game seven in the first round against yeah. the Celtics. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just Aaron Baines. Ah, yeah, that's right. That went to seven. Which is crazy yeah. to think about. Yeah. It's also crazy to think about the fact that Basically, every game except for game one of this conference semifinal series between the Sixers and Celtics was a really close game. Yeah. So one yeah. thing changes or one mistake wasn't made or one shot doesn't go in. And this is a different series we're talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, particularly today's game, it was crazy. Went down went down in the last, uh, the last couple of seconds. Yeah. Hey, Oggs, guess what? I'm going to tell you a really good way to get your footy bet paid out. <laughs> Keep early. going. <laughs> uh, it's a, this is a sports bet promotion basically on a Friday Arvo at 4pm uh, they're going to go live on Facebook, Twitter and in their app and spin a wheel uh, featuring all 18 AFL clubs Okay, got this? yeah whichever team it lands on if you have put a head to head bet on for that team uh, stakes up to 500 bucks sure those bets get paid out straight up before oh. the game. Uh, okay. Literally before uh, a ball has been bounced. Uh, it, it launched a couple of weeks ago. Uh, the first week they ran this prom- promotion, they paid out bets on Hawthorne. And the second week they went uh, one better and paid out over 350 grand worth of bets on Adelaide and Gold Coast. Uh, cool. So tune into Facebook, Twitter, or, or jump on the app at 4pm Friday Arvo. Uh, and watch the spin live. Uh, have you got any ideas as to who you might put a head-to-head bet on this weekend? On the AFL? In the AFL? Yeah. yeah. Look, I don't know the AFL well enough, but I know Hawthorne's good. <laughs> so I'm going to keep going with them, I think. Um, so stick, where can I watch this? Stick to the hot hand. Oh, for sure. Where can I watch this? Though? Facebook, so go, yeah. Facebook live stream. Facebook, Twitter, uh, all that kind of... Uh, the app. That, that one of those options. Okay. Sound good? That's on, I sometimes watch the NBA on sports, but out. Yeah, I like uh, GWS uh, at home against West Coast to bounce back. I know what they mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for helping me on that one. Of course, conditions apply. Uh, first $500 staked. Uh, and... Get, get gamble. Gamble responsibly. Yeah, there we go. Now... Uh, Boston against Cleveland. Um, yeah. My sort of focus on why I'm really looking forward to this is I see it as LeBron James v. Brad Stevens, uh, yeah. the best player versus the best coach, uh, and sort of who can prevail from that. Yeah, it's that's a it's going to be a fun series, um, and it's very difficult to bet against LeBron because we should have learned by now that we shouldn't do that. Um, but it's also, we've gotten to the point where it's difficult to bet against Brad Stevens as well. Um, it's it's interesting. So 
in the in this, the Cavs' first round series, that, you know, they were up against Victor Oladipo, who was a star of that Pacers team. They trapped him, and they basically they they did their best to shut him out, and they did a good job at that for for, for the most part. In the in their second round series, they did that to Demar Derozan and Kyle Lowry, both of whom just did not have good games. I don't know who that person is for the Celtics, yeah. and that could be an issue for the Cavs. It would have been Kyrie. It Irving. would have been Kyrie. If it wasn't yeah. him, it would have been Gordon Hayward. Both of those guys are gone. Yeah. This team is clicking on all cylinders as a team, as a group. I, I don't know how the Cavs are going to try to defend this team, especially because they're so deep as well. Mm. Um, but that could be interesting. And um, conversely, who guards LeBron? I think the Celtics, are, they're not necessarily built for LeBron, but they have a lot of pieces to, to throw at him, whether it's going to yeah. be... Uh, Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown or um, Marcus Smart or Shemi Ojale or, well, or Marcus are, Morris. They've got a lot of pieces. Are the plans that shut down uh, Simmons and Embiid in parts of this last series transferable? So with regard to kind of clogging the paint, yeah, Aaron Baines could play a, a really big role there. Um, but LeBron can shoot. Yeah. So, I, so yeah. You, you, you can't necessarily guard him the same way. What you can do is, you know, one of the key things that Brad Stevens did in this series, this conference semifinal series, was stopping the ball in transition really early, which is what they did against Ben Simmons. Is I assume they're going to do the same against LeBron. LeBron can be yeah. a, 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 like a force in transition. Yeah. So so is Ben. Um, they stopped Ben for the most part in transition. I assume they do the same with LeBron. Yeah. Okay. And I I can't remember where I read it or heard it, but um, it someone was saying recently that they've, they've witnessed LeBron James learn how to actually rest while he's on the court in games now, uh, making him even more of a force to be reckoned with because you go back to some of those Golden State uh, championship series, yep. he was just cooked by the end of it playing ridiculous minutes. Well, yeah, at the end of the first round of this, these playoffs, I thought LeBron was done. From yeah. a physical standpoint, he looked fatigued, he... And it's also because he's kind of losing his hair as well in like in some weird spots. So I thought, oh, like something's up with LeBron. Obviously, they swept the Raptors, so that kind of throws away that narrative. Um, but we've seen him, the weird thing he does on defense, where he doesn't necessarily guard the best player. They usually throw him on the worst player, and he acts as a roamer. So he kind of just chills around in, in the in the paint, and then and then wanders around and kind of goes toward where the ball is going, where he where he reads mm. the ball's going to go, and then just acts from that. So well, it gives... it's kind of like four of the Cleveland players are playing defense, and yeah. then in transition, LeBron becomes like their one piece on offense. Yeah. Um, and that's... Look, that's worked for them. It worked for them <laughs> against the, the number one seed, the Raptors, who yeah. they just destroyed. That, yeah. was, that was embarrassing for the Raptors. Um, I don't know if that works against the Celtics. I think they're just a lot more organized, and they're just a, a more physical team. They're going to make LeBron work. Yeah, for sure. It's going to be fascinating to see how it unfolds. Uh, your tip to come out of the East? Uh, the Cavs in... I'm not going to say how many games, but the, I think the Cavs will, will get out of the East. I think they'll sneakily put it together, and then whomever they play in the finals uh, will destroy them. LeBron's uh, playoff, series, uh, playoff campaign so far has started to re-initiate this whole conversation yes uh the conversation uh does it change anything for you um it doesn't it doesn't look it does change it michael jordan for those oh oh so yeah for those who who aren't sure michael jordan's a goat um (laughs) and lebron's goal is to become a goat um and so look it does change it somewhat because what he's doing just can't be discounted when you have the conversation. 
Yeah. Um, I, I don't think it changes my opinion that Michael Jordan remains the GOAT. Um, that's the greatest of all time for those who <laughs> are tuning into sports for the first time. Um, uh, so yeah, I don't think it changes it like that. I, a lot of it will come down to how successful he is in the finals. I think that's that's obviously LeBron's biggest blemish. The yeah. fact that he's made so many finals and just hasn't come out of them, which a lot of people will just point to the fact that he's just cruising through the East because the East is, yeah. you know, I think objective has objectively been the easier conference over the past few years yeah. over LeBron's career. So yeah, it doesn't change it for me. It does make the conversation more interesting. Okay. And I think conversation is a good thing. Yeah, for sure. Except this one is, <laughs> we're all over it, but, uh, but it continues to evolve, obviously, as LeBron achieves more and more things. Yeah, and, and yeah. the more, I don't want to say highlights, but really memorable moments, the, the two buzzer beaters that he's hit in, these, in yeah. this postseason. Yeah. It's, it's not necessarily the fact that they were good shots or that they were buzzer beaters, but they were just moments that you'll yeah. remember yeah. for a long time. And I think that's, that adds to his legacy. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and who comes out of the West, you reckon? Uh, I think the Warriors come out of the West. Not not easily, but I think easy, more easier than people assume. It, 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 yeah, people it, it's people been, forgot. It's been really scary just how quickly and comfortably they turned it on. Yeah. they it, cause, Because we all kind of thought maybe they just won't be able to turn it on like they have in the past with so many guys coming back from injury and the like and, and that sort of question of motivation. Yeah, there aren't, there aren't many teams you know in history who've just been able to flick a switch and just turn it on. Yeah. The, the last team I remember was probably LeBron and Dwayne Wade's. One of their Miami Heat teams could do that kind of thing. Before that, it was probably the Kobe, Pau Gasol, Andrew Bynum, Lakers that won in 2010. Um, you know, beyond those two teams, most recently, it's these Warriors who yeah. just have yeah. a crazy lineup that they can go to, that death lineup, just going really small, being versatile on both ends. Um, and they can just... It takes them two minutes to blow out a game. Yeah. And then it, yeah. it takes them two minutes to, to turn a, a blowout against them into a close game. Mm. Um, and not many mm. teams can do that. Yeah. The team that is built for that is the Rockets, are the Rockets. And we'll see if they can challenge them. <laughs> it, it's like it's almost like they're the Warriors. They're the light Warriors. Yeah. I, so, I, ho- I hope it's Houston. Then we don't have to listen to that uh, Oracle Arena ground announcer any longer than what we have to. What's wrong with what? what? I'm just sick of hearing his voice, to be honest. <laughs> <I'm>... <laughs> Too much excitement and happiness has come out of that building in the last <laughs> four years. No, look, I just want to. I just want to see some good basketball. Get some some fellas out there getting some exercise, and I'll, I'll be a happy. I'll be a happy reporter. <laughs> well, <laughs> that should happen. You would think <laughs> over the next couple of series. Uh, let's wrap it up. That was a pretty fast 20 minutes if you ask so me. 20 minutes yeah 21 actually hey it's crazy time uh, flies what, a, f- what a friday yeah <laughs> how do we follow you on twitter uh you can follow me at olganulich that's at o-l-g-u-n-u-l-u-c you can follow our basketball all of our basketball content yeah. at fox basketball uh, on facebook all, too on facebook go to fox sports basketball the fox sports basketball page is is good it's, it's lit. up to date it's very lit it's litty yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I learned that today. Um, um, you learned that today. Litty. Litty? Is that like a development of lit, which yeah. went out of fashion about three months ago? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm young enough to, to say these words. Fair enough, yeah. Uh, good luck getting your full driver's license, by the way. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Got my, got my L's, still practicing in a parking lot. No, you're not that young, but you I'm are not. young. Yeah. I'm 23. Yeah. You're learning. Yeah, it's good. Mm. I'm a good driver. 
And you're on Fox Sports News Watch out, these Daniel days. Ricardo. I'm a good driver. <laughs> <laughs> and you're on Fox Sports News these days. I'm on the TV nowadays. Yeah, that's, that's really pretty, exciting. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. yeah. I'm they're, and they're putting me on too much. It's very overwhelming. Yeah. I jumped, I'm yeah. Ju- I jumped off today. And You're the basketball guy. I'm, Don't forget where it began, though, in terms of broadcast uh, experience. On the splash. Exactly. Yeah. You're listening to the splash <laughs> with Phil Pryor. That's a perfect way to wrap up, actually. Oh, it's a bit of a self-centered way to wrap up, but that's well, cool. Well done. We love you, Well Phil. done, yeah. We love you for that. Uh, can you do the outro as well? This has been The Splash with Phil Pryor. That's a wrap. Nice. <laughs>